Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us in the Conspiracy of Goodness, singing the songs on guitar, remembering the stories and songs of people of America, Larry Long, recording the sounds and stories and songs of our friends and neighbors and family members, Brett Hughes. I'm Tom Thibodeau, and today we have the joy of honoring family members. It don't take much to go to school It don't take much to be fooled By someone hard to find Anyone who ain't been bribed By someone hard to tell Not even my old Uncle Mel Uncle Mel, Uncle Mel There ain't nobody like my Uncle Mel Uncle, what? A underappreciated relationship in our lives. Uncles, aunts, family members who take us interest, a special interest in any one particular member of the family. One of my uncles is Uncle Dale. When he was 11, his mom died, leaving five children, and Dale was the oldest boy of five kids in the midst of the Depression. He had to go out and get a job and pick up junk and sell it and whatever little money he had he gave to his mom for the family. He went on to technical school and he learned how to become a craftsman and a plumber. Went off to serve in, in the military, served in Korea. He came back and began his plumbing business. My Uncle Dale was so good at plumbing that people trusted him and would come to him, neighbors and friends, because everybody needs a good plumber. He became the plumbing inspector in the city of Milwaukee, and he joined other plumbers who would have breakfast every morning and go out and inspect homes. And oftentimes, Uncle Dale would go into the homes of people where they sprung a leak or they had a pipe that needed to be replaced or was not plumbed carefully, and he knew that the people in those rental places had no one to turn to, so he would take their name. And he'd go to my Uncle Dale's house, and on his refrigerator door, there was all these magnets with people's names. Marge, Leaky Fawcett, Teresa, Bathtub. He, he just knew, and then every night he'd take three or four, and he'd go off, and uh, he, he'd fix them, and he'd come back. And my Aunt Shirley was just quite good with that. Oh, my Uncle Dale, his hands were so massive and yet so gentle, always caked with grease from pipes, but so soft. My Uncle Dale was a big man, and he'd wrestle with us and give us whisker rubs. He used Old Spice, and whenever I, I use Old Spice, I don't have a beard like my Uncle Dale, but it reminds me of that good man who loved me so much. Age 45. Uncle Dale died of a heart attack, going off to play softball, and his son watched his car veer off the road and hit a tree, and he died. Well, how sad. 45 years of age, leaving three children behind and his lovely wife, and people stood in line for three hours. And you know what? We didn't know any of the people. Many of the people were African-American and Hispanic, old and young, who my Uncle Dale, he was their plumber, and they never forgot him. Uncle Dale, like Uncle Mel, we never forget <laughs> you. You tell you things that you won't forget, like cement stuck between a brick. And honey, if you don't believe it's true, I wait till Uncle Mel gets along with you. 
can pick you up when you don't feel well. That's why everybody loves Uncle Mel. Uncle Mel, Uncle Mel. There ain't nobody like Uncle Mel. Well, my Uncle Dale had a brother, a younger brother, Jimmy. All of us have an Uncle Jimmy. All of us have a character in our family, and when you start to talk about them, they just begin to smile. When my children were young, maybe 12 and 13, I took them to a family reunion, and I, I introduced them to Uncle Jimmy, and they just began to laugh because they had heard all the stories I had talk, told about Uncle Jimmy. When Uncle Jimmy was 11, he was sent up to northern Wisconsin to go deer hunting with family members. While he was out in the woods, he got shot and had a bullet in his liver. They could never take it out. My Uncle Jimmy could never get insurance because he had a bullet in his liver all of his life. When Uncle Jimmy came home and recovered from the bullet, he's about 13 or 14, and his mother's full-time working, and she's a, a single-parent mother, and Uncle Jimmy wanted to build things, and he got some barrels, and he built a raft, and he put some wheels on it, and he pulled it from the middle of Milwaukee all the way down to Lake Michigan. The Coast Guard funk found Uncle Jimmy a mile and a half out into Lake Michigan, floating on his raft, and brought him back. Uncle Jimmy was out working in terms of pipes. He was good with his hands, and he cut off his thumb. They brought him to the doctor. The doctor took the thumb and taped it back on. A day later, Uncle Jimmy went back out to play, and he lost his thumb. This is Uncle Jimmy, an electrician, a good man. When my mother was living by herself and needed to sell her house, it was difficult because we had little money, so she called Uncle Jimmy, who came and fixed all the electrical in the house, put in new receptacles. He painted the house. He repaired things that had been broken. He got the house ready for sale. Her little brother, Uncle Jimmy, that she so much worried about and loved, put our house back together. God bless Uncle Jimmy. Now some like whiskey, some like beer I don't know what I'm doing here Yes, I'm scared, ain't no lie So much to do and so little time But if by chance we all do fail We can all go see my old Uncle Mel Uncle Mel, Uncle Mel There ain't nobody like my Uncle Mel Well... My brother Jamie, who may or may not be listening to this show, he's named after Uncle Jimmy, James Dale. Uncle Jimmy and Dale, my mother's brothers, are named after, and that's Uncle Jamie. Well, in our family, who holds us together? Uncle Jamie. He lives on a farm outside of Cashton, and that's where we've had our family reunions. Last summer, my granddaughters were coming from Chicago, and my nephew lives in La Crosse with three small children, and he invited us all out to the farm. And there in, the, in his yard, he had a, a white metal table, and he had just repainted, for, with the help of his Amish neighbors, some red metal chairs, and put out a tablecloth with fresh flowers. And my granddaughter, who's five, said, Uncle Jamie, are we having a dinner party? And he said, better than that, we're having lemonade and ice cream. But first, we're going on a hayride, and it was a warm summer day, and two of his Amish neighbors came down the road with their big, beautiful horses with a hay wagon and hay, hay bills, and these little girls from Chicago 
and lacrosse got up on the hay wagon and sat in those bales and looked at those horses and rode across the fields. They were so excited and when they came back hot and dusty and tired, Uncle Jamie had ice cold lemonade and ice cream. For the rest of their lives, they'll never forget Uncle Jamie, for love lasts a lifetime. <laughs> now all are good, all are bad. There ain't nobody here who ain't been had by someone called a friend who just turned around and done in. And what more to you? Can I tell? Except I sure do love my old Uncle Mel. Uncle Mel, Uncle Mel. There ain't nobody like my Uncle Mel. Uncle Mel, Uncle Mel. Sure do love my old Uncle Mel. <laughs> I wrote that song for guess who? My Uncle Mel. And my Uncle Mel was this incredible stonemason. He was a master stonemason. And just like your relations, he was generous with his stone masonry. He made, he would build chimneys for relatives and neighbors and anybody in need. Uncle Mel would be there with an incredible sense of humor. But out of that humor was a very difficult childhood. And perhaps some of that generosity, Tom, came out of some of that trauma that he faced as a child. Isn't it amazing in terms of we think about Uncle Mel and Uncle Jimmy and Uncle Dale and Uncle Jamie? Well, where do we come from? Each of us have matriarchs and patriarchs, our ancestors who have passed down their strength, their stories, as well as their shadows to all of us. I told you about Uncle Jamie having a reunion out at his farm. We call it the Thompson Reunion after our matriarch, Florence Thompson. We played golf for a little family golf outing, and he got a trophy called it the Florence Trophy that is a prize, and it goes from one family member to the next each and every year. Grandma Florence was the oldest of 18 children. She moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin from Coleman with her sister and they lived in a one bed room where they had to share a bed with each other that she said had bed bugs. And they went to beauty school and she became a beautician. She got married and had five children. In 1937, her husband was killed by a trolley car in Milwaukee, leaving her with five children under the age of 11. She was a single parent businesswoman in the midst of the Great Depression. An amazing woman. I never heard her complain, not once. When I was 12, my dad put my brother and I on a train and we went from the Wisconsin Rapids to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He said, when you get off the train, hail a cab. And uh, he gave us some money for a cab ride. Can you imagine that, putting two children, 12 and 11, on a train today and say, when you get told to the engine, the conductor, when they get off the train in Milwaukee, they're going to get a cab. And so we did. And we had a ride up to my grandma's house off the 51st and North Avenue in Milwaukee. And we got out of the cab and I said, how much is it? And he said, $1.80. And I gave the man $2 and I said, keep the change. We walked out. My brother Mark sucked me in the arm. He said, what do you think you are, a big spender? 
Well, we spent that week in Milwaukee, and he went to stay with Uncle Dale, and I worked with Grandma. I'd get up every morning with her at 7 o'clock. We'd watch her walk to her beauty shop, and I would watch her cut hair all day long. On Wednesday afternoon, she closed the shop. We went home. She got changed, put on a dress, and had her gloves in her purse. It was a hot day in Milwaukee. Went downtown Milwaukee where she paid her bills. She worked with men. She paid her bills. She was a businesswoman. And if you got to the Maryland Hotel before 4 o'clock, you could get a steak dinner for $2. And we got there at 4, and we had a steak dinner. Oh, was that a treat. We got back on the bus, and we rode back to her home. It was a long, hot day, and my little feet were hot and tired. And Grandma got two pans of cold water. And we stuck our feet in cold water, and she turned on the Braves game. And then she went and got a bowl of ice cream, and Grandma and I ate ice cream and listened to the Braves. I love my Grandma, and she loved me. After she died, a month later, I had a chance at their funeral to speak, said that she was a woman who made everybody's life more beautiful. She certainly made mine more beautiful. And I got a shoebox that I brought in. I showed Larry and Brett this morning and said, this is the most precious thing I own. See, all the letters I ever sent to my grandma in a lifetime, she kept and put them in a shoebox. And I have them. So here's two I'd like to read for you this morning. I've been so excited wanting to share these with all of you in the conspiracy of goodness because many of you are grandmas and grandpas and have no idea how your love is eternal. Dear Grandma, Hello, dear. I hope you had a nice Easter as we had. I hope things are as well for you as they are for us. We got our report cards last Monday, Monday and Mark got six A's and I got four A's and Michelle got two A's. Palm Sunday, I read The Passion at the 1030 Mass. Boy, was I scared. Almost like a first sermon from the pulpit. God bless you. Yours truly, Tom. On the back, here's my, here's my note to my grandma. D for doctor, P for patient. Doctor, did you drink your carrot juice after your hot bath? Patient, <laughs> no, I'm still drinking the hot bath. Patient, that stuff you rubbed on my head sure makes it smart. The stuff you rubbed on my heart sure makes it, sure makes it smart. The doctor should have rubbed it on your head. Doctor, have you seen a doctor yet today? No, but I've seen a couple of nurses. Doctor, what are you taking for your cold? Patient, what's your offer? P.S. Grandma, thanks for the money. <laughs> huh? Isn't it amazing? The gift of joy that bonds generations and cements our love. One last one. Dear Grandma, it's a dull Friday night, but school is going fine. I sold eight boxes of Christmas cards and only been selling for a couple of days. We got our shots for polio today. Huh? Isn't it amazing? I got my shots last week for the vaccine, for, for COVID. Confirmation questions are getting, are getting harder, but I still know my religious stuff. I sprained my finger, but I'm mostly recovered. Been seeing some football games and really enjoying them. Well, how about buying some Christmas cards or wrap? Will wants, well, let me know what you, if you want some, all right. I have, the, I have the Blessed Nativity, Winter Beauties, Noel Classics, Greeting and Prayer Cards, All Occasion Cards, and Wrap. Christmas Wrap. God bless you, Grandma. Love your grandson, Tom. <laughs>
Our love is from all of us. Oh, my. Florence Thompson. How does that feel to you to be reading those letters that you wrote for so many years ago? Well, what's extraordinary is this. I have a granddaughter, two granddaughters, six and four. And every one of their letters and pictures, I have a box. And when I'm gone, that box will go to Ellie and Addie, reminding them, too, that mm. they've been loved for a lifetime. Wow. You know, any day now, I will be having my third grandchild. My third grandchild and my first grandson. And they're going to name him Arthur after my grandfather and also the father of the child's grandfather. Going to be named Arthur. And only yesterday was my granddaughter Isabel's third birthday, her third birthday. And then I have Liliana, who's now 13 years of age and is able to be at her birth. And it seems like only yesterday. And as you speak of your grandmother, grandmothers have such a special place in the heart of children and grandchildren. When my father got transferred out of Des Moines, Iowa, where I was born, up to Minnesota, I couldn't wait to get in the car and drive down the highway back to Des Moines at these holidays of Christmas and Easter to be with all of my cousins, but most assuredly to get that hug from my grandmother who was always there working in the kitchen. We'd go to church on Sunday morning Walking down a dry, dusty road When the preaching got done, us kids came running Back up the hill to grandmother's home Where the maple tree Stood outside a window Climbed to the top To feel the wind blow Held on tight To the branches a-swaying Looking down from above On grandmother's home And some people call it Grandfather time But grandmother made the hands go round Some people look but they never find The love that grandmother found The love that grandmother found Biscuits rising brown in the oven Bacon bathing in grease on the stove 
blessing the food brought to the table. We never knew hunger in grandmother's home. Children of blood and children adopted. There's not a child that grandma didn't know. Who didn't feel a part of the family. Always room for one more in grandmother's home. And some people call it grandfather time. Oh, but grandmother made the hands go round and round. Some people look, but they never find the love that grandmother found. The love that grandmother found And time stood still For more than a moment The wind, it chilled me to the bone The tie that binds us all together binds us tight to grandmother's home binds us tight to grandmother's home well friends all of us have a Virgie or a Florence. All of us have an Uncle Jimmy, an Uncle Dale, an Uncle Jamie, an Aunt Frida. All of us have family members. It's springtime, an opportunity for new life and new relationships. Call them up. Tell them how much you love them and how much they've influenced and shaped your lives. Until we meet again, friends, in this conspiracy of goodness, to friends and families and strangers alike, peace and all good. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all our way if we keep on the sunny side of life. Thank you for listening and thank you for all that you do. You have been listening to Conspiracy of Goodness with Larry Long and Tom Thibodeau, produced and recorded by Brett Hoos. For more information about Larry and Tom, please visit www.larrylong.org and www.tomttalks.com. We look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for listening.